0: profiler faithful it's your boys and we're back trade gods episode 12 i believe oh i think it says 11 in the in the, the description but i'm pretty sure it's the one two episode the old 12th episode it is. Done single one of these with my right hand man he's back again for episode 12 my man jason Oye. what up jay nothing too much man ready to talk some trades do some, oh do some trade talking yeah. We got a lot of trades on deck. We are going to be talking about running backs that are still in the playoffs and kind of breaking down some trades that have been involved around those guys and then we each have our buy and sell candidate from players of the divisional round. So let's get to it, baby. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. As I said, this episode is all gearing around players in the playoffs. Now we got someone in the chat, Mr. Matt Stopher, saying Devontae Smith for Amon Ra St. Brown. Would you do that? Would you rather have Amon Ra or Devontae Smith in 10 team dynasty?
1: Yeah, and he mentions full PPR, so I'll, I'll go with the Sun God there. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take all that volume my way in that in that format for sure.
0: Absolutely still sticking with the sun god, even if Jameson Williams takes some of those targets. He ain't taking as many as A.J. Brown takes away from Devontae Smith. And I do believe in that offense, so give me the sun god. All right, why don't we just jump right on into the very first trade of the night. It is involving Saquon Barkley in this trade. Team A is acquiring Saquon Barkley and trading away Jalen Waddle. What do you think here?
1: Yeah, I I like it. You know, obviously Jalen Waddles got the appeal in that he's younger and hopefully has plenty of years left in him. But you know, you, you can't necessarily argue against that same thing for Saquon. So I mean I'm on the Saquon side here for sure. Love absolutely that. Love, this
0: love is, that profile. This, this is a this is a good trade. Okay. okay. This is um this is absolutely uh stud for stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but i do love me some waddle you know he's 7th this year in mm-hmm. receiving yards he had mm-hmm. a 2.81 yards per out run that was fourth highest jalen waddle is pushing i would say that top 5 to 7 wide receiver range in dynasty mm-hmm. i absolutely like this trade it's definitely a pretty win-win trade overall if you're running back needy definitely can see why you would go saquon barkley but I'm gonna go with Jalen Waddle here, but we'll okay. you know we'll talk about it if it's fair. We'll give our most trade fair. You guys know what the deal is, WTF? But in this trade, one for one is uh, you know sometimes you look at a trade and you go, there's not a whole lot to break down. If you need a running back, Saquon Barkley is pretty dang good, and if you need the Penguin, Mister Jalen Waddle, like I said, he's got a lot of good indicators in that production profile. A lot of reasons why I would like to get him on my dynasty teams. So definitely you could trade, but you're going to take Barkley. I'm taking Waddle, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's something maybe to look out for as the you know the trade gods invitational kicks off. We'll talk a little bit more about that Ooh. in the show. Stick around for that. So maybe, just maybe, that's a trade you may see if you play with the trade gods in that league. Let's move on right to the next trade on our Which Trade is Fair segment. Team A is acquiring Travis Etienne, and they're giving away Derrick Henry and Dion Jackson. So this is a two-for-one, technically, technically, literally, figuratively, all of those lees. But I think when you boil it down, when you really look at it, you know what is what. This is a Travis Etienne for Derrick Henry trade. What do you think about it, and which of the two running backs would you rather have in Dynasty?
1: I mean, in Dynasty, I've got to say I'd rather have Travis Etienne. But man, does it! I mean, it just hurts saying that. It hurts saying that, you know, love me some King Henry, but yeah, I mean, expecting every, I, I'm still very high on the ETN train. I'm not falling off that thing. So.
0: Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Uh, I would take ETN here for sure. I would think uh, it's close. I wouldn't say it's a landslide ETN to Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry seems to be that guy who's continuously defining the odds in terms of playing at a super high level at, you know, at a, a running back's advanced age, not a human's advanced age. but for certainly for running back twenty-nine is getting there. But I'm gonna side with our dynasty rankings. We got Etienne at five and Derek Henry is a little bit down at nineteen. Strictly an age thing. Now let's say it this way. Does Deion Jackson sway it all for you? I know we kind of boiled it out and kind of discounted it here, but do you think that there's any role for Dion Jackson with a healthy Jonathan Taylor around?
1: No. No, and I mean he kind of lost most of his role with uh Zach Moss. So I mean that that was absolutely just the the guy getting uh Derrick Henry was like, just give me something else, please. Just Mm -hmm. just something.
0: Right. Yeah, maybe it was maybe he maybe he rosters Jonathan Taylor and he thought maybe I can just kind of get him easily, you know, just a little swift handcuff action. Uh but either way, I'm taking ETN, even though Derrick Henry is a beast. 1,500 rushing yards at age 29. He played 16 games this year, sat out, the well, Vegas one, which stinks in dynasty. Uh, I mean, in fantasy, but he had a very, very good season. And now we look back here since 2018. So the last five seasons of Derrick Henry. 1,000 yards, 1,500 yards, 2,000 rushing yards, 908 games, and then 1,500. No signs of slowing down. 13 total touchdowns, 88 evaded tackles, and 14 breakaway runs. All of those metrics are well inside the top 10. And for those who are getting a little nervous that Derrick Henry is, you know, his toes are up against the cliff, he had the third most created yards Overall, at the running back position, the man can make it happen. He was the most dominant running back with a 39.6% dominator rating. So, yep. if you are and win now, you could talk me into a Derrick Henry acquisition. Definitely. But- just having said this, having the context we do have, give me the younger guy. Give me the ascending running back, someone who has looked like every bit of the work how, uh, workhorse back that we all like in fantasy. So give me ETN. But again, I think we're two for two on which trade is fair. So we're going to have our work cut out for us unless these next couple of trades are absolute stinkers. Yep. Let's move on to the third trade. Team A is acquiring Joe Mixon and trading away a 2024. Very important to realize it's a 24 round one, not a 23 round mm-hmm. one. And my man, Tony G. Antonio Gibson. What are your first overall thoughts when you see this? Man, I don't really know how to. This one's tough to analyze.
1: Um, I mean, I I think I'm on the Joe Gibson. Joe, Joe Gibson's. I'm on the You're Joe Gibson. You're going to take
0: both sides. <laughs> <do> both sides. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think I'm better. on the. Yeah.
1: Uh. I think I'm on the mixing side just because I like the Bengals' offense a ton. But um correct me if I'm wrong, but Gibson could end up somewhere new next year. Maybe, or is it two years down the line? Either I way. mean,
0: he is under contract, but we hope that maybe there's a trade in the works. Yeah. They clearly have the guy that they want running the ball uh, in Brian Robinson. I think a lot of indicators point to them bringing in a veteran quarterback. So mm-hmm. let's say they bring in a guy like Derek Henry. I mean, Derek Henry, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of need to, to to really give Antonio Gibson the carries that he got to start the year when he was the bell cow back, obviously, because Brian Robinson was out. But even at the end, he really just was relegated to a pass-catching role on this team. Now, mm-hmm. given that there is a 24-first attached to this, I think it does sway me to the Antonio Gibson side. Um, uh, not necessarily that I just I, I – I'm not – Already hyping up the 24 class, nothing like that. It's just, I like having that extra bullet in the old chamber when you're going through a season. If I'm a contender, obviously that 2024 first could get me a guy, theoretically, like Joe Gibson. Oh, Joe, so you got me doing it, man. You got me doing it. It's like it's contagious. I'm sorry. It's like, it's like, do you want Joe Mixon? Do you want Tony Gibson? And we're like, (laughs) put your hands together, ladies and gents. We want them both. But anyway, I can't do that. You do. But when I look at the pass catching ability of Tony G, I can't help but speculate if he were to go to a team that passes the ball a lot. Let's just say Pipe Dream, he gets traded to Buffalo. You know, mm-hmm. James Cook gets hurt. We don't want that. We both like James Cook. But let's say Cook gets hurt. Singletary signed elsewhere. They make a trade for a guy like Tony G. I just, I'm so attached to that upside because despite the down season, like we all kind of consider it a down year for him. Still mm-hmm. averaged 11.1 fantasy points. He's averaged 11 or more fantasy points each of his three years in the league. He had the uh, he had a lot less rush attempts, but he had 46 receptions, 353 receiving yards. He had a 12% target share. That was 11th amongst running backs. And he had a 166 yards per route run. That was top 10. Guy yeah. skilled in the passing game. He's very, yeah. very skilled there. And yeah, I know Mixon's very good, but Mixon is going into that dreaded 27-year-old age and Maybe this was the year that that trend was a little was bucked a little bit. You know, we saw Dalvin play well. Alvin Kamara played well in pockets of the season. Obviously, we still saw Derrick Henry play at a very high level. So these older running backs, maybe that age is getting pushed back a little bit. But you still seen some decline in the game. You know why he was running back five in 2021 on a points per game basis. He's running back seven on a points per game basis this year. So still good. But there is a decline there. I think there's a little room for them to bring somebody in. I mean, we've seen them in the playoffs rely more so on some RJP run than I think anybody really would like to see. And if that trend continues, they build on that. All of a sudden, the touches come down for Mixon. If the touches go up for Gibson and all of a sudden they start getting a little bit more level, mm, then you know that, that could spell a whole lot of hurt for Mixon's fantasy managers. I do like this one caveat that I want to point out. The best comparable player on tony g's player profiler page do you know who that is no no enlighten me it's joe mixon so maybe we weren't all that wrong we were doing a little joe gibson action
1: yes yeah, it's, it's hard not to think of the same player <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's hard not to they are kind of the same player <laughs> on the player Bo-Bro, so that's why i think i am slightly leaning tony g in the pick Uh, but again, if you're contending and you're telling yourself that this is my final piece of the puzzle, Joe Mixon, you can make the argument, but I think I'm siding with the Tony G side, but here we are three trades in all of them are pretty fair. I don't see any real stinkers going on, but we have one more trade to break down. So if you just tuning in now, we are breaking down running backs involved in the playoffs. So we got one running back from each of the four matchups. Here is the last one. Can you guess who it is? It's Zeke Elliott. That's the last of the matchup. So, in this trade, trade number four on tonight's WTF segment, Team A is acquiring Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, and they're trading away Kyla Murray, Najee Harris, and Jacoby Myers. This is a 14 team standard scoring two QB league. So, what do you got here? What are your initial thoughts on this deal?
1: I, uh, I, uh. I would love to be Team B. I, I think. I mean, I would rather have Kyler over Dak, Najee over Zeke, mm-hmm. Jacoby over nothing. So, I think I think B by a landslide for me. I think that's a that's you know you get you get Kyler Murray who's a great foundation as a quarterback. I think Najee Harris is a bit undervalued. But, you know, there's some. I think that you could start to find some value there in acquiring him. You know, not expecting this huge top five ceiling. You know, but still he's a decent fantasy running back. And then Jacoby Myers, another player that's slept on for, I like I like this trade for team B a, a good bit
0: you smell it yeah I, I I am getting a whiff of the first stinker of the night I don't know what team A was thinking here that they I, I mean clearly I do they're they they're a Cowboys fan they are <laughs> undoubtedly a stone cold Huge Cowboys fan. That's the only reason why you'd want these two and give away this much. I understand buying low on Dak Prescott. You know he's still looking like he could be a top ten quarterback option in twenty twenty three. But Zeke is clearly on his way out. He is the of he has become Jamal Williams super touchdown dependent. I don't really like what I'm seeing. And for all the hate that Najee Harris did receive in this season, I think he's more of a buy candidate than a sell to yeah. me. What do you think about Najee?
1: No, I mean, I think he's a decent buy. I mean, all of us were pretty excited about him coming into his rookie year. And I mean, he had at least Frank injury that he was battling for the most part. Um, right. Or if not the entire season, you know, it's hard to be 100% with that kind of injury. So, I mean, I, I would be looking to buy. I mean, I think it's not a huge discount. You're still looking at paying up. But I mean, I think it's going to be at least consistent, decent value.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just tough to really get people call him old. He's going to be 25 next year. So it's not really old. He's just older for his class. Yeah. He scored 13.2 fantasy points this year. That was, you know, running back 19, nothing to be super excited about, but he did rush for over a thousand yards. He had over 40 receptions. That's a decrease of 33 from 2021. So if that number kind of regresses into the middle ground, we're seeing, we'll see a boost. And the guy was pretty dominant, you know, for having the Liz, Liz Frank injury, like you said, having Jalen Warren kind of, kind of come in and take enough away in which you're know, like, ah, oh, shit, he was doing like, he was getting everything. Now he's not getting everything And a 30.3% dominant rating. That was sixth highest amongst qualified running backs. So I like what I see there. Kyler Murray, you have to wait on him. I don't see him playing uh, at the early portion or at all in 2023, but I think even in Dynasty, even with the injury, I think we both would probably rather have Kyler Dynasty, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He'll come back and hopefully it'll be a a revamped kind of roster around him if he doesn't come back next year. And then on top, Jacoby Myers is a free agent. And call it what you want, say what you will, he is probably the best free agent on the market. I know that really speaks volumes on on the class, the free agent class, more than it does the player. But at the same time last this time last year we were all wondering where could Christian Kirk go? Christian Kirk got, you know, a billion dollars and a lot of people were like saying that that was terrible. It was a horrible move by the Jaguars. Cut to this season, my man was really good for the Jaguars. He was really good for fantasy. He was definitely a wide receiver one in fantasy. He was someone you could rely on and he finished as a top 20 option on a points per game basis. So I think if something like that were to happen with Jacoby he was he gets overpaid and becomes i don't know CJ Stroud's slot guy in Carolina behind DJ Moore or you know yeah. maybe the 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 Falcons do trade for Lamar and they want to revamp the offense and they got the cap they got the money they want to bring in a, a slot guy to go with Pitts to go with you know Drake London all of a sudden his value shoots up and more importantly his perceived value shoots up so if you're getting him as a throw in we both would rather have Najee over Zeke. We both still would rather have Kyler Murray over Dak. So if you're gonna get Jacoby as a throw-in, I mean that is hitting home runs, undoubtedly. That wasn't an, that's an absolute smash there for sure. So we've had four trades come through the mix. Let's do a quick recap. Team A got Saquon Barkley and traded away Jalen Waddle. Trade two, Team A got Travis Etienne and traded away Derek Henry and Dion Jackson. Trade three involved Joe Gibson. Joe Mixon was in the deal. He got he, Team A got Joe Mixon and traded away Tony G, Antonio Gibson, and a 2024 first-round pick. And the last trade involved Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and Kyla Murray, Najee Harris, and Jacoby Myers is what they traded away to acquire it. So having all these four, these four trades at hand, which trade is fair? WTF, my brother.
1: There's two here that I'm deciding between to be maybe even three about the most fair. I think I like, especially when you bring up the comparable player point, I think I like this Joe Gibson trade. I think that that's probably about the most fair. I think you're going to get good value at that draft pick. And hopefully Gibson does hit that ceiling. I think that's a fun trade.
0: Okay, so you have trade number three as the most fair. I'm going to go ahead and say that trade number one is Mm -hmm. my most fair because I do believe it is a question of what do you need. Do you need back? Do you need receiver? Are you flush in one and needy in the other? And those type of trades where it's kind of a win-win, both managers do come out excited about what they acquired, theoretically having a, a better team because of it. That is why I believe that was probably my most fair trade. So you got trade three. I got trade one. What are we going to do for a tiebreaker? We already know what we're going to do. We're going to go to the Trade Analyzer. And if you are new to the show and if you're new to Player Profiler, the Trade Analyzer is a tool that can truly help you set yourself aside, set yourself above your league mates who aren't using it. So, all you got to do is when you subscribe to all the modules on Play Profiler, you've gotten the all-in-package. So, you got the DFS Dominator, you got the data analysis tool, and you got the Dynasty Tlux tool. You go to trade analyzer and you pop in some players. So we're talking Saquon Barkley. Oh, if I could only spell that would be way better. Way, way <laughs> better. For Jalen Waddle, you pop that right into our trade analyzer. Hit analyze and bada bing bada room. You're the best trader in the room. This trade here very very close a difference of 28.87 Ooh. lifetime value points so that is very very close we have all of the analyzed all the trades analyzed trade number 2 saw team a travis etn getting a lot of value quite a bit of value i think even more value than we gave credit for you yeah. have travis etn side winning that deal with an 83.75 Differential Now, trade number three, your pick for the most fair trade, saw team two, the Tony Gibson side, winning the trade by 40 points, 40 lifetime achievement points. So that's pretty good, pretty fair, fair trade. But they agree, the analyzer did agree with us that the Tony G side was the best, tr- probably the better side, I would say. And the fourth trade, the, the Dallas Cowboy fan trade. was the most lopsided trade had a difference of right around 100 lifetime value points so it was quite a bit lopsided in favor of the three that was getting Najee, murray and myers three players that we absolutely love so that's going to wrap up the wtf segment which trade is fair hopefully that can help you get a barometer kind of just mentally put together players and what kind of offers you can use, what kind of deals you can try to attack right now. But if you're looking for players to buy or sell, stick around because we got a buy and we each have a sell for you. But before we get into that, I need to talk to each and every one of you about underdog fantasy. Now, hopefully you're getting in the mitten. You were able to get in the mitten. You were able to buy to get in this tournament and select players in the playoffs and go head to head with six other people in the best ball format, which is just so great. Underdog fantasy is fantastic at constructing best ball tournaments and best ball leagues. I love it. But if you want, and if you don't like that, you want to do pick'ems, I mean, there is no better place for pick'ems than underdog fantasy. You can go ahead and play the cha- the, the championship round this week. Pick your favorite over unders, and if you do, Jason, I think we got some for our listeners, right? Don't we? Don't we got a little? Oh, yeah, we got
1: a, we've got a promo code. If you put in our code Underworld when you sign up, you'll get your first deposit matched up to one hundred bucks. So that means you put in a hundred. Yeah, seriously, dude. You what? put in hundred bucks, you'll have two hundred dollars to play with. Double in your money. Not saying you have to put all hundred in, but you know that's what you can do. Whatever you put, ten, you get twenty. Put in some money.
0: They are going to match it. Oh, baby. If you want to spice up the championship round, maybe your favorite team didn't make the final four, but you still want to feel like you're in the action, sign up for Underdog Fantasy and use that promo code UNDERWORLD and get a deposit match up to $100. Let's get right into the buys and the sells. It's customary here that, Jason, you get to pick. We can do buys or we're going to do some sales.
1: Let's start with the buys. Okay,
0: we will I will save everyone the in-sync songs. I've done that enough. No in-sync bye-bye bye today. So today we each supplied a bye candidate that is involved from the divisional round. So these past weekend, the eight teams, which buy, which sell. I'm saying bye, Isaiah Pacheco. Jason's saying bye, and Rondell Moore, whom I'm just realizing is not part of the divisional round. You cheated, Jason, but that's A-OK because you're a trade god, You can do what you want, baby. So <laughs> tell the people listening why they should buy Rondell Moore, even though he's not in the playoffs.
1: I just, you know, thought of the Bird Gang, I guess, when I was doing this and uh the Cardinals, the Eagles, Falcons, all, you know, all the Seahawks, <laughs> if all if the you birds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought it was weird. When you hopped into the, 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 the studio today when we were getting ready to record, all I could hear was, I believe I can fly. I was like, Why is this kid talking? Because you were all about the birds. Yeah. You bought about yeah. those birds. Just about the birds, man.
1: <laughs> apparently, Rondell Moore is going to get traded to one of these teams.
0: Apparently, Isaiah. I mean, apparently, Rondell Moore has been traded in the playoffs. So there's, <laughs> they turned the trade deadline off for this league. I love it. I love this. <laughs> My
1: bad, man. My bad. But, you know, I was just thinking of eyes, I guess. And I just I just like Rondale Moore. I like him a lot. I like players that team scheme plays for. Uh, I think it's fun that he has more receiving yards than he does air yards. That's pretty unique and fun. Pretty interesting. And then, you know, his profile. He's got a 4 40-yard dash. Both of his bursts and agility scores are above the 90th percentile. Huge college dominator rating. Uh, broke out early. Love that stuff. And his main problem has been injuries, You know, kind of kind of like Debo Samuel early in his career. And when he's been healthy, he's been really, really good. He played eight healthy games this year. In six of them, he had eight or more targets. Mm-hmm. Only had two games, less than 10 points in PPR. And, I mean, this, his production didn't drop off when DeAndre Hopkins returned from suspension. So mm-hmm. even if DeAndre Hopkins is traded, uh, his value will go up if he's not traded. His value will probably stay the same, and his fantasy production likely isn't changed e- either way. Either way, so you know, I'm buying him. And yeah, there's probably a new coaching staff coming in, but I assume when you see a player with that kind of profile, you're you're probably using him a lot, at, at least similarly, if not if not more, depending
0: on who comes in. So two questions: one, do you believe that the lack of high end quarterback play that they'll probably get in 2023? Uh, negatively affects – it obviously negatively affects his value now, but do you think you won't get any return on that value if there is a Colt McCoy, a David Blum, someone like that, a man in the ship for the Cardinals?
1: I mean, the, the game he had the most targets this year was with Colt McCoy. He had 13 targets uh, in, the, in the McCoy game.
0: Great point. That's a very good point. My other question was, does a guy of this stature, you know, a guy not really all that big, yeah. can he stay healthy? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that that is why you could buy if he was dominating. If he looked every bit of the guy that we all kind of hoped he'd be coming in his rookie season, the guy we saw in college He may not be such a buy now. So, okay, that makes sense that you kind of have to find some blemishes. You kind of have to find some things. Sometimes put lipstick on a pair to figure it out, but that's okay. So buy Rondell Moore. Okay, I'm buying Isaiah Pacheco. If you tune in for the first time, get used to your boy talking Isaiah Pacheco up. Big fan of Isaiah Pacheco. I like what I've seen from him this year. My man's got the size. Okay, 5'10", 216. He's got the speed. He's got the 99th percentile 40 time 98th percentile speed score. Oh, baby, you're me going. And you brought this up a couple weeks ago, and I just love this point. This is full-on bro science, and you know your boy likes some bro science. They let him wear 10. They let him take Tyreek Hill's number before he was even truly out of town. They're like, yeah, of course you can have it course you can get isaiah take it you look cool as hell at the combine you look cool as hell with those shades on so go ahead and take it and i think that means some. i don't know if they're going to be in the market necessarily for another running back i think they bring back mckinnon why would mckinnon leave you know he's been producing on this team and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I believe, has one year left on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not saying that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a world beater. He's kind of proven what he is. But I think it's good depth for them to have. So I don't think they're going to aggressively go after a running back. I've seen, you know, Jameer Gibbs or, you know, another running back taken in the first round. I don't see that happening. They've made that mistake before. And since Clyde's gone down, since week 12, He's produced double digits each week except one. And in that week, he had 8.7 fantasy points. He had 97 yards from scrimmage. He just didn't get over that hump, didn't get those 100 yards, didn't get those bonuses to get you the double digits. But he's been good on an offense in which you know he's showing that he doesn't need to necessarily get massive volume. He can be efficient in this offense with this talent surrounded by him. I just I think that is the, the exact type of guy you want to buy. And I'm already starting to see, you know, your super, super early drafts that are happening. You know, he's falling all the way almost to round 10. I've seen eight and I've seen round nine. So that tells me that there's not enough value attached to this running back. And that's why he's a buy from me. Because I think I can get a running back. I think I can get a running back two fringe running back one for, for a discount price. And that's why I'm doing it. And it's kind of crazy because we've mentioned this now a couple weeks going. You want to get in on these playoff players early because every game is a primetime game that, you know, he made a great run last week. Everyone saw him break it to the outside and almost take it to the hizzy. So I think the fact that his, you know, value still is a little suppressed, even though he's balling out on national television, I think that allows teams to slide on in there and get him for a good price. So I'm absolutely looking to buy Isaiah Pacheco. So those are our buys. Now we're going to talk about cells, okay? And I will – I'm going to spoil alert here. Jason played by the rules, okay? So we won't be able to make fun of Jay that he didn't play by the rules. He did play by the rules for our cells. He's selling George Kittle. Ooh, that's I'm selling Evan Ingram. We're both saying, hey, tight end. There's so many of them. Just get rid of the good ones. Hey, get rid of them. Don't forget about it. So Jason's saying to sell – George Kittle, I'm saying to sell Evan Ingram. Jay, why are you selling Mr. Kittle?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll start things off. If you if you don't follow us on Twitter, do so. We've got at Trade Gods FF, and we were running polls after these games. And so one of the polls I ran was Would you rather have George Kittle or Mark Andrews? And more people were on the George Kittle side. I you know, following the hype that of playoff the playoffs the bias. Yep.
0: Recently you know, bias.
1: Yep. And so uh I think I would rather have Mark Andrews. Our dynasty rankings agree. And, you know, I think you can capitalize on this hype right now. Uh, You can maybe get TJ Hawkinson plus, which I think would be very, very good. And like you said last week, which another little plug, last week's episode was fantastic. We did a a bunch of buys and sells about just some of the players from the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And uh, you said that you weren't in on buying Debo Samuel because there's basically too many mouths to feed, and it's going to be hard to count on consistent production. I think the same thing could be said about George Kittle. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember, while he's a great tight end, I love George Kittle. He's fantastic. Uh, He he had seven games this season under eight points in full PPR. Seven games. So, I mean, I I think that says enough right there. Capitalize on the hype. Go trade him. Go get another tight end, maybe. Get some picks. Whatever. But, you know.
0: Whatever. Yeah, I mean, the same... What I said about Debo last week absolutely can be said for George Kittle. Um great talent, really good offense. We'll have more I think he'll have better uh he'll have better days than worse days for sure. But like I said, if you can tear up or slightly tear down and and reload some assets, maybe, maybe not such a bad idea. Uh I'm seven I'm selling Evan Ingram with this caveat. You gotta get a tight end back. Um not and well, double caveat. Not just one caveat. You came for one caveat. You get two. Two caveats. Not one, but you get two. Two caveats. Ooh, little deal. Caveat A is I want a tight end back. Caveat B, second caveat, double caveat is if he is your tight end three, you know, if you play dynasty, you may have rostered this guy through some pretty thin years, so you may have pretty good tight end depth where he wasn't your main guy. And in that case, fine. But in most cases, I want a tight end back. Um, but Ingram, flat, Ingram was good. He was really good this year, 10.4 points per game, uh, top t- uh, seven tight end on a points-per-game basis. Uh, but what really sticks out here is that absolute bonkos week 14 bonanza where he had 15 targets, caught 11 of them for 162 yards and two tighties. He was tight end one with a bullet that week and really set him up now to fi- finish as a no-doubt top 10 guy, even though the weeks leading up to that Weren't So great. Um, He had two games actually of the previous four under two points. So there is a pretty decent floor. I mean, pretty low floor, a bad floor to his game. Um, But he's going to be a free agent. He may sign elsewhere. I think that would be really bad for him on an NFL level. And I also think it'd be bad for fantasy managers if he signs elsewhere because it just brings in variables that we're not prepared for things that could change. Uh, whereas he stays we know the quarterback we know his position in the offense we kind of understand where his target hierarchy is wait do we though do we because there is someone coming back to the jacksonville jaguars next year
1: there is there's someone arriving
0: calvin ridley Ridley should come in next year you know making sure he does not bet on any game in which he could get suspended for another season so he should be back so there will be some competition for targets um i am kind of Fading that take a tad because Zay Jones was an absolute factor in this offense. So there was other pass catchers other than Kirk and Ingram. So it's not like there's just a you know consolidated targets from two and it has to be now gobbled up by three. There were more than two uh, pass catchers. Then Marvin Jones took some red zone stuff. So I don't really buy into that so much, but I do buy in the fact that he's a free agent and I would like to sell while he's on a high note if you look at our Dynasty rankings, they will be um, updated here soon. But on our last re- uh, edition of him, he was tight end 15. I think he'll go up a few slots. But yeah. I think that also speaks to what we're looking to do here. So if I have, you know, a, an Evan Ingram and I can sell him for a Pat Fryermuth and maybe get a little son-son, something, something, I'm doing it. If I could sell him for even a Cole Komet and get a little son-son, something, something, I think I'm doing it. I honestly do think this is a, this might be a bold take, but – if the team builder in your league does not believe in Trey McBride feels as if that they have a tight end hole because they don't have someone better than Trey McBride, I would trade Evan Ingram for Trey McBride plus, because I think the plus in that scenario is juicy. I think it's really, really good. And I'm kind of high on Trey McBride going into 2023. Uh, I liked what I saw at the end of the year. And with no D hop, I mean, we're going to see so many vacated targets, uh, Without, you know, maybe they bring somebody in or whatever, but we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get that information. But I like selling guys at a high point. I like taking guys who, you know, have been perennial, mid to below mid type of players. And once they ascend above that, selling them because if they come back closer to their, you know, league, their career production, all of a sudden you're kind of sitting there with your schmens on your hands, you can't really do anything, can't trade can't do anything. So uh, that is why I'm selling Evan Ingram. Anything you want to add on Evan Ingram.
1: No, I, I I like that you you know brought up the target competition. I'll give a bold prediction here. Okay. Early 2023 prediction. Not only will Calvin Ridley be returning, or not returning, but arriving to, right. to Duval County. So will four catch Travis Etienne. Travis or Kel- Travis Etienne will have one game with four catches next year. Finally, <laughs> finally, it'll happen. <laughs>
0: Isn't that I, – I, I kept my you – know, my, my brother and I talk football all the time and he was laying some bets and he was thinking about getting into the prop bet game. Uh, I'm from Massachusetts so we can't bet here. You got to you gotta take the, uh, the old shame drive to Rhode Island, the big state.
1: Big state of Rhode Island. That's how it is here in Georgia. You know, we can't we, – we've got to go through the same process. We've got to drive up to Tennessee – to gamble. So so I I uh I feel that I understand.
0: You gotta do it. And so he was talking about uh, a player prop with ETN and now he was like they got it at two and a half and I was like oh that's a smash over and then I looked at his his player page on playerprofile.com was like oh boy <laughs> that was a perfectly said line because he <laughs> got over three that many times so yeah, I, I think that's a good prediction uh going up there. So before we sign off, let's go ahead and answer some of the people's questions in the chat. Jr. says, "Start nine superflex. How high of a first in twenty twenty three would you trade straight up for Kenny Pickett?" I'm assuming it's superflex.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a mid first, mid to late first, probably what you need to give up.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a late first. I'm I don't even think yeah. mid because yeah, we're, we don't know. There's a lot left to play be played out, but I think I would take Young Stroud. Levis, if he goes to a decent spot, and if 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 Anthony Richardson gets round one draft capital, I think I'd rather have him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, a lot of it is landing spot dependent when it comes to quarterbacks for, for the most part. For the most part, I think you know, I, I want to see some weapons, I want to see that stuff. I, I do agree, I think I'd rather have a good landing spot with Levis. I think I'd like some CJ Stroud. So, yeah, I mean, end of mid, you know, maybe starting at like the seven, yeah, seven to 12.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Like Towards the end, I'm, that's where I'm at. All right, Kyle says, he. what would you be asking for for Mike Williams? It's a 10-team, 1QB. He's got no first, a couple of seconds, so he's really looking to kind of bolster up and maybe sell Mike Williams. What are you trying to get in return for Mr. Williams?
1: I mean, I might. I would honestly probably just try to go get another player off of him uh, just because I don't really know if you're going to be able to get the draft capital you really want from him. I think people are a little hesitant to be buying. Mike Williams and I think I still love the ceiling of Mike Williams. He's got one of the best ceilings in the leagues. If, if it happens, so he's almost a hold for me. Unless you can get some sort of young player. You know, I mentioned Rondell Moore earlier. You know, get a Rondell Moore plus something like something like that. But it, it's it's I mean it's tough to sell Mike Williams.
0: I'm I'm just trying to. I've I can't <laughs> proclaim my. I don't like having Mike Williams a fantasy. I think I've said that now every single episode, all 12 of the episodes of trade gods. I'm just not have not been a fan. Uh, you know, I just can't help it. But if you, if you can't get a pick and I think Jason's right, I think trying to aim for a pick might be tough. Picks are super inflated right now. It's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of tough process to go for one of those. I think right now with a guy like Mike Williams, here's a trade that I'm looking at. I'm looking to see if, you know, maybe the team builder who has Elijah Moore, You know, you go to him and see if they have like a Cortland Sutton, a Rondo Moore, a Jacoby Myers, a DJ Shark, and I'm trying to get two of them. I'm going to try to see if I can kind of pounce on two lower value guys, guys that we have below Mike Williams in our dynasty wide receiver rankings. And I'm trying to get both of them, trying to get dose one and two. So I'm trying to sell one for two, even if it's a little bit lesser talent. That's what exactly what I'm looking for. Matt in the chat said he was offered Saquon and Godwin for the 101. Holy cannoli. He already has JT and Brees. Receivers are Jamar, Cooper Cup, Olave, Devante Smith.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's but a good roster.
0: Are you selling the 101, Bijan Robinson, for Godwin and Saquon?
1: I think so. I think I would. I think I think Godwin's going to be a really good buy. He's still what, like twenty six. He seems so much older than he is. And I know this is Dynasty, but I mean, we're basically just hoping Bijan is Saquon Barkley. So to just get Saquon Barkley and then also Chris Godwin, uh, I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. Obviously, you're getting a couple less years, but even then, I think Saquon's only like twenty six too, right? He's like twenty. 40.
0: He just turned twenty six. Matter of fact, yeah.
1: So, I mean, I, I mean, we're hitting prime right now. So, I, I, I'm i on the Saquon-Godwin side.
0: I'm going to take the 101. And some of this is silly, but the if I could look at my roster and see J- Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, and Bijan, I don't think I'm going to be sad a day of the year. Holy cannoli, that is, that is a running back room. I mean, Saquon. Yeah. Add Saquon to that much, I mean, still. Yeah. But I do believe here that there is worry – This isn't really tangible, but there is worry that some players get the bag and kind of fall down a little bit, get a little less motivated, what have you. I don't know if I see that for uh, Barkley because I think if he goes back to the Giants, I think that team has a good thing going, so I don't think he kind of lays victim to that. But Godwin is a player that I love but a situation I could hate overnight. That's why I'm having such a trouble in terms of should you buy Godwin because his value is lower than his production or should you sell? Because if he loses Brady and he has Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask, and the Buccaneers are in full-on tank for Caleb Williams mode in 2023, what happens to a guy like Chris Godwin, a guy who really needed the volume from Brady, who was his go-to guy this year? So I think I'm keeping the 101, but it is very, 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 very close. So Nate List said, "I'm bird watching." He's like, oh, okay. He's a Seahawks fan, so it makes sense that he's going to be doing a little bird watching. But that's <laughs> all. That is going to wrap up all the questions from the chat and that is going to wrap up not episode 11 but episode 12 jason tell all our fine listeners where they can find you on social where they can find your content all those goodies
1: yeah at j underscore football wine on twitter the roto underworld instagram is where i spend most of my time i pop in the discord when i can and trade gods twitter as we mentioned earlier at trade gods ff and then Posting videos of you. I'm I'm not posting the videos of you. Aaron is posting the videos of uh, you. But I'm shout out Aaron. Post, some posting some videos to the TikToks, and that's player profiler and Profiler underscore NFL on TikTok.
0: Absolutely. Make sure you're going to play dot profile.com to use all the fantastic tools. Make sure you're subscribed to the all-in-package to get all of the goodies. Check out all of the articles. I had my latest fantasy supermarket hit the wire this week. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Maddie Keewoom. Like Jason said, make sure you throw a follow to the Trade Gods FF on Twitter as well. And Get in that damn Discord. What are you waiting for? All the members of Player Profiler are chatting it up about fantasy football 24 7. If you got a dynasty question, someone's there to help you. You got a best ball question, someone is there to help you. Whatever you need, you got it. Just join the Player Profiler Discord. And if you want to take on the trade gods, we've got two spots left. Hurry up. Only two spots left to the trade gods invitational dynasty startup we're looking to fill those spots asap if you have some interest find one of us on twitter find one of us on the discord leave us a comment here on youtube which you should be hitting that like button and subscribe to the player profile youtube channel we got all this good stuff and we're gonna keep coming to you weekly he's jason i'm Matty Q. we're the trade gods later